Okay. Okay, I'm gonna have less of the band and more of myself at least. Yeah, my thing is on. Your thing is on. <laughs> my and thing we're is back. on. And I got a David. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hello, this is Hit Repeat. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you there. That was oh, natural. Know, that was natural. Go with it. <laughs> we're trying to be sincere here. Oh, whoa. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'm Conbad. This is Damien. This is Jed. What's hey. up, guys? Mm-hmm. What's up? Um, we did the introductions last time. Yeah, if you really care about who we are, just listen to the first listen episode. Listen to the first episode. So, carrying off right on the bat there, we were speaking about having a library of music in your head. Mm. Ah, but before we do, we have to thank right. our sponsors. Oh, we have to thank our sponsors. Yeah, these, this show could not be uh, possible without the support of our sponsors. And this show is being uh, brought to you, the listening public, by... Um, Porpoise Cla- fin plectrums. Porpoise fin plectrums. <laughs> Not Fantastic. to be confused with the shock. Well, uh, yeah. Shock we, um, By the way, in... Uh, for the for, paycheck, porpoise. Yeah, for those of you who aren't in South Africa and live in the rest of the world, a plectrum is what we also refer to as a pick. A pick, yeah. That's true. It took me three Wait, years to figure is, that out. Is plectrum really a South African... I've never heard that phrase that term I've never we, heard that. we will not use it again i have never heard that word until i came to south africa plectrum. I, I mean i don't even use it because it sounds stupid but i didn't know it. <laughs> he uses <laughs> his fingers note to young musicians <laughs> it's a stupid word yeah i agree it's really stupid i live yeah. here <laughs> and, if, and if you live outside of south africa i'm um, watching this bowl is dry uh raw meat <laughs> that is boltong <laughs> It's a South African delicacy. Not a plectrum. No. Not a <laughs> plectrum. No offense to our sponsor, of course. Corpus, Corpus, Corpus plectrums. Wherever they are. Plectrums. They sound so no, good. Fantastic. All right. Well, right back at it. A library of music. Damien, you care to elaborate a bit on that? Like, good grief. What do you mean? Spot. Yeah. What does that mean for, for a... Let's, if you try and encourage a young musician yeah. who, who wants to improve. Yeah. Or an old musician. Hey, no. So or that. I, I mean... When I got it, got into kind of music and met guys who were better than me, they said, "Hey man, you should listen to jazz." And I was like, "Oh, what is that?" And um, they said, "A good, a good, a good way to get into that kind of thing is, I mean, maybe it's really ridiculous for a person who actually plays jazz, but they said, "Hey, listen to a bit of Sting," and um, that just mm. that just kind of opened up my head to um, to a whole different world. And then I kind of listened to that stuff that kind of. Um, in the 90s and stuff that, that he did and then went back and started listening to Sting and the Police and mm-hmm. kind of just fell in love with that but uh, I think we people are always looking for something new but th- there's no um, harm in listening to stuff that's been around for a while oh, it's actually I, I think that's like it almost seems like people stopped inventing after about 1978 it's interesting that you mentioned the Sting thing because like uh, he did want to be a jazz mm-hmm. uh, performer yeah. jazz artist before yeah. the police and yeah. it's just the police made money yeah but it, I mean, it's also interesting what you're saying about listening to older music, because yeah. to a certain extent, it's not like there were only a limited amount of musicians. There's a lot of music no, that's been made, to, yeah. and there's only a handful of albums and, and songs that, mm. I suppose, stood the test of time, and so they are obviously, I suppose, worth looking into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, so you and I speak about it, Damien and I speak about Dave Grohl quite, quite a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I read his biography, um, and he, would, he mentions in that how as a kid he would literally listen to everything he could get his hands on 
um, if he visits friends, he'll go through their record collection, start at one point, just eventually work through the whole thing. And maybe you don't even necessarily remember everything, but you know, here and there, there's something that catches your ear and you're like, hey, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think personally, I think that's why he was able to almost like yeah. maybe not replicate the Nirvana thing, but I mean, Foo Fighters is a successful band. And then he's obviously, um, you know, done the stuff with uh, with them cricket vultures. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been in a he's been in a few st- no, bands, he's, and he's got like a champion. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Queens of the Stone Age as well. So, I think there's really yeah. something to say about about diving into a wide range of things. Well, I think if you asked any artist, they'd say that they have absorbed as much music as possible. You know, any artist that you look up to, <clears throat> that that you go, ah, you know yeah. what they're. They're like my favorite artists. I bet if you sat them down in a room, they would blow you away with the different stuff that they've listened to. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, music sort of steamrolls one genre, steamrolls into the next genre. Yeah. You know, it's 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 younger generations picking up on some of these ideas, yeah. figuring out how to play that old stuff, and then yeah. adding their sort of new twist, and then. Um, I mean, we'll go into this on future podcasts, I'm sure, but how yeah. technology yeah. Uh, plays into that factor. Yeah. You have a whole different slew uh, of, of amp sounds and models. You've got, yeah. you know, you've got a multi-million dollar studio that comes stock on your, you know, MacBook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, so all of that steamrolls into the next thing. So absolutely having that deep library of the stuff that came before, mm-hmm. you know, is, yeah. is imperative mm-hmm. to growing as an artist, you know. Yeah. Um, I think because we, we're talking like almost about if you if you're a musician, it's probably different if you're not a musician and you yeah. just listen for the sake of listening. But I'm always amazed at like this. There's a subliminal thing happening. You don't. You're not actually thinking. Hey, that's a great baseline. It's, it's just going to oh, yeah. and then you listen to something else, and the stuff just gets it, it. It builds who you are as a musician without you actually going. Hey, I must go and work that out. And flavors of those things kind of the kind of things come through, um, which is is so weird. Like your brain is this bizarre little thing going on there and it, at strange moments it will bring it out mm. moments of inspiration and you wonder where did that come from it came from somewhere and I think I always think of these that back when you bought music DVDs of that, that Where the Light is that John Mayer I'm sorry what's a DVD? DVD back in the day after the Blu-ray no no but um, <laughs> laser discs yes yeah no but there's that, that moment where you just said it's weird like so many guitarists want to be, play like John Mayer and then there's that one moment in that thing he says whenever he plays something he, he, he's like angry with himself he's like ah that's B.B. King and then, and then he says oh that's Clapton it's, it's like who, who am I as a, and, and but there's like thousands of young guitarists saying I want to play like John Mayer mm. but he's just like an amalgamation of he is in, and actually since you mentioned John Mayer with a full intention of cutting you off just we have then. to pay for saying that name Oh no no I think Names I think us. no BB King no. is the one you pay. For. John Mayer has to pay us. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the things so I saw I, I was I'm, I was a Grateful Dead fan. I still am a Grateful Dead fan, um, and I was lucky enough to see the Dead before Jerry Garcia died. So that was really cool. The whole the whole thing, and then obviously Jerry Garcia died because too much heroin will actually kill you. Hmm. Contrary to popular belief, this is a <laughs> public service <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Anyway, multiple iterations, lots of jam bands, which I know South Africans don't exactly know a whole lot about. That'll be another where I get to school y'all on, mm. on jam, band. jam bands. Um, most recently, uh, a number of the remaining members of the Grateful Dead, as they do because they keep touring because they're animals, brought John Mayer on to tour with them a bunch of dates. And they called it Dead and Company. But what was so amazing about that, you talk about John Mayer, 
and we talk about previous influences and, and I I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, but this is this is oh, what our podcast go. is gonna be all about, y'all. So hang in there. Focus, guys. Uh focus on there we go. this, you know, whatever. John Mayer studied the sound mm. of Oh, mm. look, I just got a notification. notification. Thank you, mm. iPhone. Not our sponsor, but maybe someday. Yeah. Um, John Mayer went and studied Jerry Garcia's tone, mm. his style, uh, his vibe, so that when he stood in and played this tour, it wasn't like, you know, dead and company. And John Mayer. And also John Mayer being John Mayer playing his blues. Was uh, you know, his he, playing was totally different. His playing was totally different, and that is such an homage that's so dope. No. You know, think about that artist. Your favorite musicians are studying other musicians mm-hmm. and uh, trying to capture. We're all trying to capture something new, something that we haven't quite captured yet. Mm-hmm. And he's that moment is such a, a perfect example of how this. Yeah. He, he didn't need. He didn't need any extra money. Mm-hmm. You know, no. it's not like he needed to, but he wanted to. And there's something important about learning, not just how do you play the lines. How do I sound like, you know, Jerry Garcia on yeah. Terrapin Station? You know. Uh, how do I play a rock opera? How do I? Jam- it's not about that. It's about getting the sound, the yeah. tone, yeah. the feel, the mm-hmm. vibe. You know, you don't just play Jimi Hendrix just so you can say, "Man, check me out! I know how to play Voodoo Child." You know, you yeah. you learn how to sound like it, and that's yeah. that's really yeah. where sort of amazing things happen as an artist. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, to bring that back to the whole point of, I suppose, keeping it simple. Oh yeah, we sorry we have a topic. Yeah, that's Jeez. true, but I mean it's it is like referring back to previous bands or learning new techniques and different sounds. That actually, let's say, a library or referring to a library, but it also gives you a toolbox mm. of stuff to work with. And if you go, you know, what'll actually work really nice with this part is this sound. Yeah, and it's it's the whole thing of like if you're building a if you're building a wooden bench. If you have the right tools, it's so easy to build that thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're trying to saw the thing <laughs> with sorry, like I'm, a butter knife. She's suddenly a handyman. <laughs> I'm so distracted by your headphones. Oh, sorry. And your Princess Leia look going on right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll, I'll put it on properly. No, 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 no. It's good. No, right. It's good. Sorry, your toolbox. No. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a jackass. No, I'm a tool. <laughs> so obviously talking about library and, and a toolbox and, you know, listening back to previous bands and old music which bands would you reference or songs or, or albums for pulling out the concept of simplicity to challenge yourself <coughs> wow you take the tunnel oh, well no i mean listen we're professional musicians right we should <laughs> be able to like oh yeah totally what i mean it's interesting that you ask that because i think the truth is most bands most great bands have both elements at work mm. on an album. Mm. Yeah. They'll have songs that really are complicated and, and have a lot of things happening. And then there'll be one or two tracks on the record where it's simplified, mm. stripped down. You know, um, you think about Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know if you do. I yeah. think about Led Zeppelin. Uh, it's a, a great example of this. You know, they have some of the most really funky, crazy rock songs i mean these are like rock gods and then all of a sudden you'll have a song like going to california you know which is like a mandolin and a simple guitar and it's sweet you know and then they they bust into like dire maker or something like that you know and then and in thinking about led zeppelin there's a number of songs where uh john bonham basically sits out the first three quarters of the song 
and if you listen to Stairway to Heaven, one of the greatest rock songs, it's attributed to like possibly one of the greatest yeah. songs, he doesn't come in until right at the end, until like yeah. four and a half minutes into the song. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was, Lord knows what he was doing at yeah. that time, mm. you know, but that shows, the point is that shows significant restraint. No. Yeah. Uh, Another a maturity, a trait of a mature musician. Absolutely. That's true. No. Another another song switching genres entirely that I'm struck by, another band that I'm struck by that exemplifies that really well is uh Alison Krauss and Union Station in the Bluegrass universe. Mm-hmm. You have literally some of the world's best players mm-hmm. that can friggin' rip on their instruments. Mm-hmm. And you you get songs where, where they're structured in such a way that like an instrument is in for for you know the first minute of the song and then it cuts out mm. and then another instrument is in and they they just wait they wait till their instrument is to be featured yeah you know it's funny that you say that because i always have this concept of the weight in waiting like there's a there's a like not a heavy but a heaviness like weight like in mm-hmm. waiting because when you come in or when the instrument comes in like there's so much power mm-hmm. in that moment mm. um and i mean so i've, I've been referencing yeah. coldplay a lot because I've been kind of listening to them in terms of like the simplicity thing, because I think they do that extremely well. Yeah. And when you're talking about Stay Away to Heaven now, where Bonham only comes in towards the end, it's the same thing with Fix You. I mean, it's just like the, the organ thing in the beginning and then the full band right at the end. Yeah. And it like it's power, man. And like, you're waiting for it. Exactly, because you yeah. wait for the moment. So, yeah. so it's... Yeah. Um, well, Damien, you know. I know that. I mean, that goes from s- song to song. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm just struck again. And, th- and this is the concept that I, I was looking for like these... Bands that exemplify mm. sparseness, like Radiohead. No. Yeah. You know, but Radiohead isn't always sparse. No. You know, um, th- the thing is, you find these just that artists know mm. great artists and great producers. Yeah. No. Another subject of a podcast, we'll talk about the role of a producer in no. helping a band discover this. I mean, you didn't have the Red Hot Chili Peppers for real until you had Rick Rubin no. yeah. step in the studio huh. with them. Master um, Rick. Mr. Rick. No, Master. Master Rick. Because he's amazing. Yes, I'll agree with you there yeah. completely. But um, it's about knowing when to put the simple song in, yeah. or knowing when to put the sparse elements together, mm. and that goes for a live set as well. And yeah. Damien, you have a lot of experience with with building a sets. lot, a lot. This is just exhausted with putting sets I'm actually, together. I'm actually broken. No, but you. Th- no. T- I mean, your thoughts on how you structure a set of music to have that? I think like. Often talking like with with people, there's something, there's some drama to music as well, and I think um, highs and lows of music are you, you can you can almost orchestrate when people there's like you're listening and there's a tension that builds and you kind of release that. Sorry, I'm getting close to the mic. You can release that tension at a certain place in the in the set. Um, but uh, such, I mean, so slightly off that, but um, I don't know if we can mention these kind of things, but. Um, uh, people who know me will get really sick that I keep talking of these guys, but I really enjoy what they're doing. But the 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 Wolfpack uh, thing oh, is coming is. definitely. No, but they have, so the guy has he has a, has a uh, the the guy Jack Stratton has a has a thing the Holy Trinity of minimal, minimalist funk arrangers, and so it's just say that again. minimalist. But um, and I just right. I just love the thing. So then he talks through just three different songs, and the one is that the, the Jackson Five wants you back. It's just that mm. that bass line with the piano. I just think like when is that ever done? And, and it's that really cool melodic bass line. And then the and, and you, but it's really busy, it's jumping around. It's like really moving. But then there's just a, the whole way through is just an octave on a guitar. Uh, like, you just think there's 
this baseline taking on a journey but this just constant like underneath um, yeah and then i just keep thinking of that and you think where like music is has gone and um why this is exciting for me is like it, especially if you have a home studio set up you, you can record for days you can go i'm gonna double track that guitar pan it left and right and have something to fill in that space but when there's a three or four piece band you've got to whatever you play has got to count and i just love that kind of thing um that there's and and the live scenario is, is when you talk about a set yeah it is great because maybe in the track there's like four different guitar tracks that you could choose from like mm. different parts but live you got to do that one mm. thing that counts and, mm. and that's i think that's what's the the beauty of of live music um that you have to deliver something that um people remember and, uh, yeah you have to be intentional yeah i think exactly. the, the word that i've always tried to rally around is intentionality yeah mm. you know um is what you're playing necessary because if it's not, it, then it doesn't need to be there. Then why yeah. put it there if it's not necessary? Yeah. Is, isn't that what Corey Wong of, um, also says? Like you look at yourself no, in no, the mirror. No, no, that's Jack Stratton. That's Jack Stratton. You look yourself in the mirror and you go, "Is this a hook?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter no, what you're exactly. doing. And, and it's fascinating because they, like, I actually find their drum patterns to be I- incredibly hooky. Yeah. Even mm. I think a lot of it is simple, but it's it's yeah. you know it's mm. it's recognizable. Yeah, if you yeah. don't know what a hook is, by the way, it's that thing, that element of a song, and it can be anything from like a guitar line yeah. to a singer to yeah. to a drum pattern, something that literally hooks you into yeah. the song that yeah. you remember, maybe that you love, maybe that great you great example. Hate. Hit us up with a great example. Hit hit you up with a great example. Bon Jovi, it's my life. Wow, wow, do 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 do. Wow, wow. Yeah, that thing. That thing, yeah, well, that's like some sort of effect, and that's, yeah, that's like a, that's yeah. a hook. That's yeah. a hook. That's a hook. Mm. Uh, that, you, that you totally thing sticks in your ear, like yeah. sticks in your head. Yeah, you totally just, uh, I, and you know how and when that, you ask a question in the moment, you're like, yeah, oh, I don't know. Blank. Yeah. yeah, well, that's that's actually like a little game I want to play. Is is oh, if I go, will. okay, you have thirty seconds to to give me song titles starting with a letter, Jed. All right. If I say, when I say go, your time starts. So I'm going to say songs starting with the letter D. Go. Uh, <laughs> you suck, dude. Um, I know you've got one, probably. Dang it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh's. There's going to be a lot of <laughs> okay, I've probably uh, written songs that start with seconds. D. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> okay, you sucks. got five seconds left. Bro. I know, I hate you. I hate you right now. Oh my gosh, I failed. Miserably. All right, you got a you got a solid zero. Demo. A library of music. Oh, he had thirty seconds to think about it. No, no, no. But he's not going to get the same letter. Shucks. Oh, oh. Um, if I go song starting with an L, go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky game. <laughs> this game sucks. <laughs> Well, okay. What's the age limit on this game? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we don't have to play, but no, it's fun. Man. L L is the easiest. You can just go love, love changes everything. Uh, love is all you need. Love. You didn't get a chance to look at the L. Yeah. Okay, name a song that starts with P. Go with P. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Party in the USA. Uh, paperback writer. Let's hear for the young generation. Um, hang on, Princes of the Universe. Uh, Wow. Oh, there's uh, there's He's that part of a D song. Don't bring me down, Bruce. Which, Bruce Springsteen? No, this oh. is this ridiculous song where they literally, 
have someone's <laughs> name in it. That name Bruce? is Bruce. <laughs> Who is yeah, this Bruce that's bringing They'll people bring down. down? All right, guys. But so, so let's quickly bring it down. Like we were mentioning a lot of songs now. Give me, give me, let's say, top three examples of, of songs that are simple. Top three. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of simplicity, like uh, um, I'm, I'm probably going to have to come back to something, but um, Shape of... Shape of shape of You? No, not Shape of You. Shape of Your Heart. Uh, shape, what's it? Ah, Sting, yeah. The Sting. And I just love that. Um, I just li- like it because I remember watching... Um, Vinnie Colliuta playing it in a in the in the Ten Sumner's Tales tour, and he just plays on a with his brushes on mm-hmm. a snare the whole song. The whole There's song. no fill, and then I just think of that. Um, it's a lot of restraint. You're it's a lot of restraint, and even the solo in it is. It's like he's just walking down the scale. It's nothing mm-hmm. really flashy, about but it. it's just it's Serves timeless for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Andrew, have you got another two? While yeah. I just I got a bunch, man. Yeah. All right, Honestly. just give us give us three. Um, <clears throat> so we're talking about. Um, Rick Rubin earlier so the record he did with Johnny Cash the song Hurt which was a Nine Inch Nails song that version of it is raw and, yeah. and just rich and it just cool. builds this intensity at the end it, but uh, so much so that, that um, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails actually said it's not his song anymore no it's, like um, it's almost com- like it was written for yeah. Johnny Cash it's completely <laughs> disowned the song um, fantastic <clears throat> Starboy by The Weeknd and Daft Punk uh, yeah. You can really sense in that song the way, you know, Daft Punk is just excellent. There's just a piano line, and Daft mm. Punk has this, you know, thing just kind of rolling. But they 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 shift the EQ on it throughout to add this shifting dynamic of power coming through, and it's just a simple song. But man, that is that is, it's incredible. With or without you. By U2. Oh, sure. That's yeah. also their number one yeah. stream song on Spotify. Uh, 400 million right now. And yeah. it's just so simple and clean. Yeah. And it, the thing with these songs is they build drama. No. They go someplace. Mm-hmm. They take you someplace. Yeah. Um, you know, those are three, but, no. you know, again, I'm. All right. Well, I'm, like, for me, is Hey There, Delilah. Yeah. Uh, just because there's an acoustic guitar. I always think, yeah. like, props to the producer because it would have been so easy to just go, like, hey, let's. Because that wasn't their vibe, that band, eh? Yeah, no, no, it's like not their every vibe. Every other song at all. is just like. So I kind of feel sorry for them because it's like, you know, as a, as, a, as a rock, like, yeah. I think the indie like, rock, yeah, whatever, like, rock yeah. band, you're like, okay, pull well, out that, the acoustic guitar. That's another, again, another subject of how many of these bands have said they hate playing their hit song because no, they just, yeah. to them, it doesn't feel yeah. right. But but I think that can, like, I'll definitely write that down. That could be a great topic for. Yeah. Bands that hate See, their the songs. Younger, shouldn't you be like typing this into your Insta postgram? No, he's, no. He's, I, I he's like, using I like a hand he's writing he's device he's, with ink. An implement, a oh. quill, if you will. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today, guys. Oh, man. Um, uh, we'll throw this up onto YouTube, and you can. Well, you're watching this on YouTube now, so subscribe if you want to see more. In 30 seconds, songs that begin with the letter U. Yeah, boom, and and write it down in the comments. Um, and then, of course, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, at Hit Repeat Official. This was Hit Repeat with Conbad, Damien, and Jed. Thank you for watching. Yeah.